Hello, hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm good. I can't complain. I cannot complain. Everybody, this is our guest, Miss Tiffany Jackson. I have been knowing her forever. It seems like we both um, pretty much grew up together. Um, at Pleasant Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Um, pastor A.C. Tony was our pastor forever. Um, still is our pastor. I mean, he baptized us and all that good stuff. But mm -hmm. Tiffany was one of the ones that uh, our, I don't say younger, because we have a, she, her younger sister, we're, we're the same age. But um, mm -hmm. our age group really looked up to Tiffany. Tiffany was the one who was, she was the cool teenager. She was hip, but she still was all about Jesus. <laughs> she wore her earrings and her different hairstyles, but still was all about Jesus. Who was like, how does she do that? And so everybody wouldn't be around Tiffany. Everybody loved Tiffany. We still do. And we looked up to her. She um, was has always been for real about Christ and been for real about him um, in her authenticity, in her own skin. And that's something that we really uh, grew to do ourselves by watching her. So Tiff, there are some people on here who don't know you. So just kind of give them a little bit of background of who you are, what you do, and then we can move forward into our conversation. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Yes, I am Tiffany Jackson, and I love God. <laughs> I love him so much. So um, I am a director of education at the Bishop Arts Theater Center. I've been there for almost four years. Uh, I provide a service for children as well as adults in the arts. Um, at my church, I'm still at Pleasant Zion Missionary Baptist Church. I've been there ever since I was five years old. I'm 40 now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there you have it uh, so I've been there um, and I love my church I love my church I'm the youth director and I've uh, took on the uh, media ministry so it's very interesting I'm still working out the kinks <laughs> on Sunday streaming so everybody that's at Pleasant Eye I know a little shake here and there so I'm working on it so but yeah I'm so happy. I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you so much, uh, Tiffany, for inviting me tonight. Absolutely. 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 See, y'all see why we love her. Y'all see why we love her. <laughs> this is the example that we had growing up. <laughs> so, Tiff, so um, Identity 139. So, this month we've really been uh, targeting and focusing on uh, grief um, because we know grief comes in different forms. We all process grief differently. Grief is inevitable. We're going to deal with that in life, period. But we have to, uh, we, we realize that it's the way that we deal with it, the honesty that we have in dealing with it, and um, just trying to move forward uh, so that we can handle the next bout of grief better than maybe how we handled the previous one. So um, I really wanted you to come on because uh, first of all, you're an incredible woman. You have an incredible story. Uh, and I just wanted you to share with us um, just a moment or a time in your life where you did experience grief and um, just kind of walk us through that and how you um, had to process it and maybe even still are processing it. And even how your moment of grief even made you um how you viewed yourself viewed your identity viewed your purpose just talk to us about that share your story just kind of talk to us about that all right
right. So I would say my first experience with grief uh, was losing my father. So I lost my dad when I was seven years old. And so being able to, you know, process the fact of being in a two parent home. Uh, well, I had the grandmothers with with me as well, so yes. uh, helping to raise us. But you know, coming from you know living with mom and dad, and then you know my mom becoming a single parent overnight, just like that. And so processing that, it was difficult for me to process that. Of course, when I was seven years old, but it was the church my my church who really embraced me who helped me deal with grief uh grieving my father um a lot of the deacons at the church who are still there shout out to you know brother darden and brother <laughs> yeah. Dow, uh -huh. you guys were, were there uh for me and then later on uh brother jackson but just you know having all of those men there and of course i cannot uh, leave out Pastor A.C. Tony. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Embracing and taking my sister and I under their wings and loving on us and letting us know you may not have your biological father here, mm -hmm. but you have us. Yeah. And so I think that's what, you know, my love for Pleasant Zion really developed even more uh, yeah. from that. And I was able to grieve in the process but it was easier for me because i had you know my church family there to embrace me yeah and, yeah so that was you know the first time that um i i you know felt grief or experienced grief mm -hmm. and and then um when i was 23 years old um i was sexually assaulted by my uncle my mom's uh brother and at the time i was uh it was my last year in college um i was looking to start an internship within the same week that it happened mm -hmm. and you know uh at the dallas weekly newspaper and yeah. so through that process um i experienced grief because i had lost something right yeah. i had um really been um you know beaten and 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 my whole i felt like you know everything was taken from me at that yeah. time right yeah. and yeah. so i lost something and so when within that week it happened on like a wednesday that friday i started my internship at the dallas weekly they embraced me they didn't ask any questions. Um, they were, uh, until later, they asked questions later. But, you know, at the, <laughs> right. at the time, they were like, okay, something, you know, happened because her face is kind of, you know, messed up yeah. here and there. So, you know, they, they asked questions later. But I will tell you that it was, it was my faith in God, my family, and my church family that really, really helped me deal with that. And, I, and I'll tell you this as well, that sometimes you feel like you're healed mm -hmm. and you're not completely healed. That's true. Um, 
and so here I, I, I lost, you know, um, my virginity and just, you know, felt like I lost, you know, just everything at that moment. And so um, I had to really, really process that. And I, and I think, you know, at the time, and I didn't realize it, that I was, you know, they say some people get walking pneumonia. They don't know they have it, right? Mm -hmm. But they do. I felt like I probably at the time had walking depression. I wow. was functioning mm -hmm. and feeling like I was just happy that I was healed, but I wasn't. So this happened in 2005. Mm -hmm. And, um, because of this, I came out with my story in 2006, working at the Dallas Weekly, because they ended up hiring me full time. Okay. And um, so many people after I wrote, you know, and went through the trial, um, he is locked up for life. Mm -hmm. uh, but I went through that trial. And um, afterwards, I came out with my story and I felt like something was lifted off of my shoulders. Mm -hmm but it really wasn't. Wow. I felt like it because of the feedback I was receiving from uh, different people saying, thank you so much. I've never told anybody. And yeah. I felt like something was, you know, really lifted. And it actually um, caused me to, you know, because of this happening to me, I felt like, okay, I want to help so many other people but I wasn't completely healed. Yeah. It, it wasn't until in 2007, I wrote him a letter. Wow. And I just wrote, you know, why did you do this to me? Why did you choose me? You know, I just wrote him a letter. And after I finished, but I, I you know, at the time it happened, right after it happened, I told him I forgive you. But I don't, I didn't really forgive him. That was just the Christian in me saying that's what you're supposed to do, right? Right. Uh, it, it wasn't until 2007 that I wrote it again, that I forgive you, that I was able to grieve, tr truly cry. I mean, that ugly cry. Yeah. I did that ugly cry and I wrote him that letter and I put it in the fireplace and burned it and at that moment God just did something miraculous in me he truly healed me from the inside out yeah and it's it, it really really changed my life and I felt like I finally grieved at that time of losing something, but I had gained so much more. Yeah. And because of my, my walk with God grew stronger. I've been raised in the church, love the Lord from, you know, day one. But when you actually go through something and you really have to lean on God even more, yep. that's when you know, when, when God just does something, he, he, he manifests something in you to where it's even, you know, unless you've experienced it, you can't even explain it to, right. to anybody, right? Hey. And so he transformed me and he, you know, allowed me to see that 
Now, my child, you are truly healed. You're no longer a victim. You are a survivor. And so now you are truly able to share your story with other people and not cry and feel all, you know, sorry for yourself and things like that. You could be happy because you don't know my story. And I walk around with my head held high and I'm so full of joy and happiness. But that's because God is the one that gives me this joy and this happiness. And that yeah. he truly, truly was able to work on me and be able to allow and allow me to see that, yes, you've gone through this, but you're stronger than you've ever been. And so now the people that you're going to touch, they're truly are going to be touched by your story, by your walk, because you have a whole different walk, right? They uh. thought you were walking, you know, before, <laughs> but now you have a brand new walk because God has truly healed you and he has let, he has shown me who he is and whose I am. Yes. That I am his child. And so I don't have to be, you know, look to Facebook or Instagram or any of that to be uh, validated of who I am. Mm -hmm. I identify myself as a child of God. Yes. His daughter. Right. That's who I am. I am a, you know, uh, someone who's able to impact others. I'm a servant. You yes. know, that's who I am, that servant heart. And I can be able to give back to other, not just women, because when I shared my. Bear with us, y'all. I think her, her phone dropped. I'm, I'm adding her again. Bear with us. I know, Miss Cynthia. I know. Happen. The devil is a liar. We gonna get yeah. live. <laughs> Absolutely. So so yes, you know, I I realize who I am and whose I am, and that has really really helped me in my in my walk, my continued walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. And you know, I look at you know just those two things because I've you know experience other things as well but just with those two things that have happened in my life they have really made me stronger yeah. truly a stronger person and I, I and I wouldn't even change it I wouldn't even change those things as awful as some of that you know was yeah. 
Um, I wouldn't change it because it has allowed me to be who I am. You know, all of our, our bumps and our bruises and our scratches, you know, that we receive a long life journey. Those are the things that really help us and, and, you know, help us to be who we are today. And so you needed all of those things through your journey, right? And your journey's not over. As long as you continue living, it's, you know, we'll, we'll get more bruises and more, you know, scratches, but it's worth it. It really is. It's, it's worth it. But, you know, for those who have, um, experience, you know, similar things of being, you know, uh, sexually assaulted, um, it, it has long lasting effects. Yeah. Um, for me, um, at that point, I started having seizures. And I, I went to the doctor, you know, several times, I even at church had a couple of seizures. And um, I, you know, no one could identify why was I having these seizures? But I realized the times when I allowed myself to be stressed out, mm-hmm. I was overdoing it, mm-hmm. is when I started having those seizures. So from that time that I, my body was truly stressed out, traumatic situation, yeah, it, you know, my, my, my mind, you know, when I was going through that, something in me triggered it to say you're stressed out again Mm. and the seizure happened right so it wasn't until i started doing and and applying more self-care and not Mm. allowing myself we know life is stressful you have you know things happen you have you know work things you know happen or whatever but it's how you control that stress right and uh, and and how you react to that stress and make sure that you don't overdo it that you are still making sure you have time for self-care ever since i did that and i prayed to god i have not had any more seizures wow that's amazing and and, and, but you just don't know how your body will react to things that's true And so um, that was something that was happening for several years. And it took a while. Um, Had EKG, EGG, all of those names, you know, and they (laughs) couldn't find, the doctors can say, wait a minute, you've never had seizures before. But it wasn't until I, you know, really, really learned how to not put myself in overly set stress, you know, situations. And if I found myself becoming stressed, I had to learn how to take some time for self-care, to pray, to relax. And, you know, by doing that, that's what has helped me and, and has kept me from having those seizures ever again. But it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's very interesting, you know, um, how how different traumatic experiences could really affect your life not just you having that memory right but but you know some things are not even physical bruises where you can see them you know some things sometimes is something mental in your mind right that that happens and so it's just something that you know you really really have to have um a village of 
intercessors, people who can pray for you and with you. And you have to be determined to say, I'm not going to let what has happened to me define who I am. I'm going to take those things and I'm going to use them for good. And I'm going to be able to tell my story and to be able to help others in the process. That's good. What, what, what would you say or how would you encourage someone who has gone through a similar experience as you, but is just having a hard time grieving or getting through it? You know what I mean? Because I, I guess mm -hmm. um, maybe the, the age or the person, you know, because there's mm -hmm. trust there or expectations and they experience that violation like that. How would you, um, someone who's an overcomer and a survivor of it, how would you encourage them um, to grieve and even their grieving process. You know what I mean? Because for some people, they, um, I'm not even sure if you um, went to counseling or went to therapy. Some mm -hmm. people, you know, choose that route. Others just kind of try to deal with it on their own or don't deal with it, deal with it at all and kind of act out in other ways. So how would you encourage someone who has been through that? Um, what would you say to them? Um, and, and grieving properly and trying to work towards uh, being an overcomer, what would you say to them? I would say that you should allow yourself first off to grieve. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human and it's necessary yeah. for you to grieve. You know, so I would say to someone, first off, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to, to be human. I would then say, you know, people have to determine what's best for them. I did not get any, you know, counseling because I relied on my church family and my loved ones. They were my counselors. They were the people that I went to and I talked about and uh, talked to. And in fact, my mom has her master's in psychology. So growing up, oh, it's always been a, a house been of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, I mean, just she has taught me so much in that area that, you know, she was that go-to person, even though that was her brother and that was difficult for her to okay. even be in that position. And, and I will say at one point she blamed herself um, oh. and she had to, it, it, it took her to grieve as well and yep. to heal from that. Because yeah. she she was trying to help her brother, bringing mm -hmm. him in her home, and then but he violated violated his daughter, her daughter, yeah. and so that was a process for her as well. So yeah. we both together had to grieve, and wow. so I would tell you know people you know if you feel like you are struggling so much, please get professional help go to counseling and i know that uh us as african-americans and other minorities sometimes we feel like that's not necessary you know or uh we we feel like oh no that's a white people thing and it's not right it's not you know a lot of people are suffering in silence yeah and so i would tell those people get the help that you need outside professional help your pastor you know, those people or, you know, other uh, people in the ministry that, that may do that work. We have several, 
you know, women at Pleasant Zion who, who do that work, right? They're counselors. And so, you know, getting that help. And then, you know, I would say also sometimes writing things down. Journaling. Journaling is very therapeutic. Yeah. To get all of that that's in you that maybe you cannot verbally say, but for you to be able to write it down, I suggest that you do that as well. So those are some of the things that I would say. Um, and those that, you know, have not um, shared their stories or even have uh, went to the police to get help for the situation that has happened, mm-hmm. please do. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a, a, a brother, a sister, a mother you know, wrong is wrong. Right. And I definitely encourage all of those that, you know, it's something fresh that has happened to you. And even if it's something that's happened to the past, we know that they're, you know, able to still track down people for things that have happened years ago. And so I would definitely encourage you to go and you tell someone, you get the help, the legal help that you may need if that's the situation. But you you can't do it by yourself right this, this type of thing you can't you can't handle it on your own it's a lot to bear so you need to have a circle of people or one or two people that you trust that you can you know go to but most of all the ultimate healer yes is god <laughs> he is the ultimate healer he performs miracles every day if you are looking for a healing and you're looking for peace, our Father is the only one who can give you that true sense of peace, that true sense of, of loving yourself, that true uh, feeling of being released, re- releasing all of that, because that's baggage. Absolutely. And it gets heavy. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. It gets heavy. You, in order to release all of that, you're going to have to give it to God because he's the only one who can truly get you out of this situation. So those are um, my uh, words of encouragement for those that are are looking or needing um, help or, or, you know, or you feel hopeless, like there's no way. And, you know, your situation, what you've been through, does not determine where you go. That's right. Because you may have gone through something, but that doesn't mean that you have to sit in that. That's right. You don't have to sit in that. And you're not what you've been through, right? You have to look at yourself as being even better, that you're an overcomer, that you are victorious. Yes. Speak these words to yourself. You know, pastor on Sunday, he was talking about something similar in Sunday school. You know, he was saying, you know, when you go to your house, he's not in your mirror. You see yourself in the mirror. So you tell yourself, I look good. You tell yourself that I'm a child of God. You tell yourself, I am healed. You tell yourself that I, yes, I've gone through this, but this is not the end. I have so much more to give and I'm so much more I'm bigger than my situation right that's what you have to be able to tell yourself 
And if you speak those things every day, you have to encourage yourself. That's what that song says, encourage yourself. Then you will get through this, but you have to be able to give it all to God. That's he's the only one. That's good. That's good. In your, first of all, it sounds like you had such a support system in this. I remember, because um, I wasn't, uh, by this time, I think I had, um, let me see, if you were 23 and you 40, then I was 20. So I was barely, so I was at the church, but I was working. So I remember what happened to you. I remember it like very clearly. I remember but you had you spoke and you said you had so much support so how how did that play a major role in you grieving properly because the people that surround you during a time of grief that really makes a big difference right it makes a big okay. difference so talk to us about how important it was for you to select or even for God to select the people he selected to be a part of your support system that prayed and encouraged and really helped you through this because um, the people would have known, would not have known at all that you went through that just by listening to you and looking mm -hmm. at you, tell that you are truly anchored in God and he truly did heal you. He truly has healed you. He truly has helped you grieve, you know? So mm -hmm. I want you to talk to us about that, like about the importance of uh, the right support system and the right people around you during this process. Because I know one lady on here said, you know, in grief, it can cause you to be stag stagnated. And I think mm -hmm. if you have uh, the wrong people around and the wrong support system, the ones that don't kind of push you towards it, like allow you to grieve, allow you to have your feelings, allow you to feel, but at the same time, we can't stay here. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. talk about the importance of that. Um, and either you chose or who God, we're going to say God, God chose to be your mm -hmm. support system. Talk to us about how important that was and how um, imperative that was in your process. It was very imperative. Um, I would say, first off, uh, Pastor A.C. Tony. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, he <laughs> played a big role. In fact, oh, yeah. he actually, when I went to court, he wasn't feeling well. He, you know, had his cane and everything, but he was like, I'm going to be here for you. Yeah. He was there in the courthouse for me he made it there so for him number one to show how your pastor is down for you yeah to be there for you who was the one there when your father died as well being there you know that was very important to me Absolutely. And so having him there and to be able to talk to him was number one important. Um, he had women around me who I could talk to. Uh, people at that time, you know, Sister Giles, mm -hmm. um, who was there, and um, Minister Raynor, Minister Ford, you know, those women who were around there who were able to talk with me. And then, of course, my mom, you know, number one, um, being there and being able to, you know, talk with me and say, if you need, you know, if you, if you need to, you know, talk about this uh, to anyone, you know, we're here. 
we're here for you, yeah. right? Um, so those were some of just some of the people. There are many others, but just some of the people that God just placed in my life that I was able to talk with and who prayed for me. Those were the people that were there. And um, it's very important because uh, if you have the wrong person in your life during your grieving period, you're not going to be able to grieve and, that's, and heal that's and true. truly heal. You know, um, you will stay stagnant because you don't have the right people, the right circle around you. So you have to have these praying people. And, and in fact, during this time, we were in the church, we were just really focusing on the power of prayer. The Remember. conference, yep. the conference really changed my life during that time when we had the women's conference mm -hmm. and, you know, the women at the well mm -hmm. and all of that made a true impact on my life to where, you know, I, I was that woman, you know, I felt like I was that woman who needed to go to the well, who needed, needed something from God, yeah. right? To truly be healed and having, you know, that conference that really impacted and that was, you know, a healing process for me, you know, a continued healing process for me to be able to have, you know, these prayer warriors and us walking around the church praying, you know, and outside and having these, uh, over, this overnight prayer, you know, those are some of the things that really, really impacted my life and really helped me to, uh, to truly heal. And I would say for anyone, if you have people that's being negative, you know, those are not the people who you need around you while you are going through your journey, your situation. You, you only need positivity in your life. When you're going through something, you only need positive people who are going to lift you up and say, I am here. You know, don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid. You know, you don't have to be the strong one because being raised with all women, you always feel like you have to be strong all the time. All the time. Right? All the time. And you don't have to be that. You don't have to. You have to be able to say, I'm human and I, 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 I bleed just like you bleed. I cry just like you cry. And, you know, thank you for allowing me to lean on your shoulder and I can cry. Yeah. You know, so I, I would go, I would, you know, come over to my mom's and and still sometimes I do that to where, yeah. I, you know, I, I get in, get in the bed with her, you know, and say, you just, you just need that extra. <laughs> you, know? you know, not because of that situation, but just right. because of that closeness We're that like, we have yes um and that bond when you have those type of people around you that's what i'm saying close-knit yeah you know, when you have that circle around you it, it it really helps you in your journey that's awesome that's awesome thank you so much for sharing your story and just giving us you know words of encouragement and talking to us about the process even to the point of thinking that you're healed and you're not and taking the time to just stop and grieve and go get back to yourself understanding that just because this thing happened to you it's not who you are and it doesn't mm -hmm. change you negatively because what you pretty much said was it didn't change you negatively if anything it helped you to 
I don't say it helped you, but you discovered a better version of yourself post the traumatic, you know, and the traumatic um, event and the grief that came along with it. And that's one thing I think when we talk about grief, we don't really think of the, the post. We just think of the in the moment with what happened prior to it that caused the reaction of grief and then i think that's what one of uh, my friends was saying just being stagnant in it because you think about the grief and you try to move forward but those emotions are real and sometimes when you replay what happened it's hard to not replay what happened mm -hmm. but we got okay this did happen but how am i going to allow myself to respond now and it's not easy it is really a process and it's a process that we have to take our time with so we can actually truly heal you know acknowledging every emotion every feeling you know every person that we have the feeling towards even if it is god he can handle our anger he can handle our sadness he can handle all that stuff but one thing that you were consistent with is the fact that you said my faith. I kept going to the person who I knew without a doubt could heal me. I knew he could make this better. I knew that he could help me see this differently. I knew he would bring some, 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 some gold out this fire. I knew it. And the fact that you kept your relationship so strong and so in align with God is beautiful. Cause see now, like you said, you can tell us your story and you don't look nothing like, I mean, you, you are bright eyed and glowing and smiling. I can tell us what happened to you. And it's like, girl, we ready to fight. But <laughs> you know, you have allowed God to do what only he could do. And it's so beautiful. It's like, I'm, I'm listening and I hear from grief to grace to God's glory. And that's what I see. Grief to grace. Cause you wrote the letter forgiving him even though you didn't i think the letter was more so for you not yeah. necessarily for him and i can mm -hmm. so testify to the fact of having to forgive someone who violated or made you feel such a way but in that forgiveness it's like man i feel different like you said i can walk different because i feel different and i feel different mm -hmm. because i am different it's beautiful thank you so much for sharing your story you're welcome. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. I would just say that to to your point of, you know, when you, you know, this situation and in many situations we go through that they make us better. It's, you know, I look at it like an onion, right? Mm -hmm. So when you peel the first layer, <laughs> right you peel the first layer of the onion it's not that strong mm -mm. but when you start getting into it and cutting it and cut then it, it it's strong it, it'll make <laughs> you cry right and so i say that to say that yes i was that onion and you know taking off the first layer of that onion that i was you know already had a strong relationship with god but when i was able to really you know get into that healing for myself and that was you know it's the, the symbolization of cutting into yeah. that onion deeper into that onion that's when it got real 
And yeah. that's when I truly, I'm still an onion, but I'm, I'm, I'm peeled open, right? <laughs> and God has allowed me to be stronger because of that. That's good. So that, that, that first layer had to be peeled off. But, you know, once once we got down to the core of it, that's when I had true healing. And that's when I became a better version of myself. Yeah. But it, it took me to get down to, to, that, to that deeper level of the onion. Mm -hmm. That's where the strongest, the strongest smell, the strong everything <laughs> <laughs> is right when you get in. It's not from the first peel. That's nothing. But when you get down to it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I, you know, I, I, I would say that I, the comparison, you know, of an onion peel. Got to get down. Got to get in there. Got to get in there. Do gotta, the work. Do the, <laughs> hey, that's work. it. Got to mm -hmm. do the work. Awesome. Well, thank you again for sharing your story with this tip. If you will, um, if you'll close us out in prayer, that will, will really mean a lot if you did that. Absolutely. Father God, I come before you giving you thanks, thanking you for this opportunity to come before you, dear Lord. You have allowed us to have social media to be able to reach so many more people, dear Lord, and I just thank you for that. I thank you for Tiffany right now, dear Lord. Thank you for pouring into her and Thank you for allowing her and giving her this vision to be able to share this conversation with so many people and all of the other conversations that she continues to have. Dear Lord, I ask that you would just continue to touch her as she used social media as a means of ministering to your people, dear Lord. Dear Lord, for all of those that are under the sound of my voice, dear Lord, I ask that someone was helped in some way. And maybe they didn't go through uh, what I've gone through, but they've gone through something, dear Lord, and they have had fear in their heart or they're still in the grieving process, dear Lord. I ask that you will just touch them and, and, and heal them right now, dear Lord. Give them the people that they need in their lives so that they can heal, dear Lord. And we just thank you for all that you are and all that you are doing, dear Lord. We thank you and we give you all the glory and we give you all the praises because you are so worthy to be praised, dear Lord, and we just thank you. And these and many blessings I do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you again, Tiff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank all right. You. Well, thank you, everybody. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.